You are listening to the Alaska Department of Labor and Workforce Development podcast series, where you'll hear all about how the department helps Alaskan workers, job seekers, businesses, and communities. I'm Jason Caputo, and we're going to be talking about masks and N95 respiratory protection today. And we've got some great guests to do that. Today, we have two industrial hygienists with Alaska Occupational Safety and Health consultation and training. They are Gina Agron and Heather Miley. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Jason. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So, you know, let's let's jump into the deep end here. There's still some skepticism about mask usage. So what are your recommendations? Well, recommendations differ based on the situation and whether it's a personal or a professional setting. Masks provide minimum source control. Some masks or respirators are manufactured to provide more protection. The best mask is one that fits well, will be worn consistently, and has predictable and adequate protection. OSHA requires employers to consider hazards in their workplace. Liquid and small particles are important considerations to determine whether workers are exposed to aerosols, which can contain viruses and bacteria, especially in communities with high transmission. Workplace examples may include a dental hygienist using high-speed instruments inside a patient's mouth, or healthcare workers who provide nebulizer treatments or any treatment that may cause a patient to cough. Gotcha. So, so you know, at this point in the pandemic, many of us are used to wearing face cover and doing it for quite a while. But can you tell us about uh, the different options for face coverings? Because there has been some change what is being recommended at this point. Yes, absolutely. So we've all heard about face masks and surgical masks and respirators. However, they're not synonyms for each other. They have different meanings and provide different levels of protection. There are some important differences that we need to understand. Firstly, cloth masks cover our noses and our mouths, and they are primarily used for source control. These cloth masks can help us protect others and ourselves to some extent. They're typically loose fitting, sometimes single layered and require the user to clean. So uh, uh, when you say source control, I just want to make sure uh, I understand that correctly. You're saying basically when I'm wearing a mask, I may be the source of, of spreading something. Abs- absolutely. So that's, okay. So it's controlling. You might be shedding virus mm. materials and that captures it at the source. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thanks. Okay. And. And let's talk about procedure masks. These are also known as medical procedure masks, or some people call them surgical masks. They're loose-fitting and disposable. Uh, If they're worn correctly, they can block liquids such as droplets, splashes, sprays, or splatter that contain germs. Surgical masks can provide various amounts of protection, which is indicated by their ASTM, or American Society for Testing and Materials level. ASTM levels are assigned based on material performance in five tested areas, bacterial filtration efficiency, differential pressure, which is like for breathing resistance, particulate filtration efficiency, resistance to penetration by synthetic blood and flammability. So you'd look for the ASTM rating to determine filter efficiency of these procedure masks. ASTM level three procedure masks are ideal for procedures where there is a high risk of fluid exposure and splashes or sprays will be produced. However, these masks do not provide protection against airborne diseases. N95 
filtering facepiece respirators provide higher level protection against airborne disease hazards. Instead of being loose fitting, they create a protective seal and direct the air toward a filter media that achieves a specified filtration rating. Also related to COVID-19, many people are opting or are required to wear filtering face piece respirators. These are commonly referred to as N95s, N95 respirators, or N95 masks. N95 filtering face piece respirators are tight fitting respirators that filter out at least 95% of particulates in the air, including large and small particles when the wearer is properly fit tested. NIOSH, or the National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health, approves respirators, including N95s. These respirators are an important tool to protect against COVID-19, and there are a variety of sizes to get a close facial fit. Okay, so we, so you covered three different types of masks, and it, it sounds like we went from the least protective to the most protective, starting out with cloth masks, which are more source control, like you say, so I'm if I'm wearing it, I'm protecting others by wearing it. Procedure masks, or what I know is a surgical mask, maybe many of us know as surgical masks, and those protect against a lot of things, but not airborne diseases, which is what we're dealing with the pandemic. And then that third level is the N95 filtering face piece respirators. So what we, we've, I think the general public has been talking, uh, calling N95 masks basically. And so that's the one that really is the, the level of protection that's going to deal with airborne diseases. Yes, but remember that there's some level of protection from each of these types of masks. Your okay. best protection is going to be from an N95 filtering face piece respirator. So they all do some level, but the N95 is going to be the best. All right, great. So can you talk a little bit about uh, what benefits the N95 respirators, respirators offer over the cloth and the surgical masks? All about fit and filter. While the cloth and surgical masks that we were discussing earlier can offer some protection, uh, they cannot create a seal around the user's face and offer this filtration protection of the air. A respirator will filter some percentage of large and small particles from the air as the user breathes that air in. This level of filtration is better than cloth and surgical masks. And this additional protection factor with the respirators is achieved because they are tight fitting instead of loose fitting. Regardless of the protection factor offered by the respirator or the mask or the cloth mask, some protection is better than nothing. However, employers are responsible for understanding the hazards in their workplace and selecting the correct respirator for the work that they do and the jobs and hazards associated with their work. Um, employers should adopt pet best practice recommendations provided by OSHA, CDC, or professional industry guidance. Whenever there's conflict between professional guidance, of course, we encourage employers to go with the most protective guidance. Are N95 res uh, respirators the best protection against the coronavirus? Yeah, so personal protective equipment and N95s is, is the last defense against a hazard. OSHA recommends a hierarchy of controls. These include elimination of the hazard, engineering controls like improved ventilation, 
administrative controls, including work practices like social distancing, cleaning and disinfection procedures, and isolation. And then finally, we turn to personal protective equipment like masks and respirators. Right. Okay. So there's really a, a host of different things that all work together to provide that protection. That's great. I, I really do understand a lot more about the N95s uh, respirators right now. That's wonderful. The one thing I don't know is what does N95 actually mean? Do you know? That is a fabulous question. So if you're shopping for a filtering face piece respirator, you may come across different types of respirators, such as P95 or N99. These are different than the N95 respirators, but they're still filtering face piece respirators. The alphanumeric designations, meaning the letter and the number, is given to respirators approved by NIOSH. Each respirator can be N, P, or R, with a filtering efficiency of 95, 99, or 100. N stands for not resistant to oil, R stands for somewhat resistant to oil, and P is strongly resistant to oil. The numbers indicate the amount of filtration efficiencies the respirators can offer the user. The strongest of these is P100, which filters 99.97% of oil and non-oil particulate matter. These respirators, when they come in nine different varieties and each type provides different protections to the user. N95s are filtering face piece respirators that remove particles from the air we breathe. And N95s are efficient at filtering out at least 95% of 0.3 micron particles. In the case of COVID-19, the virus is approximately one-tenth of a micron in diameter. That's why it's really important to know that N95s can even be more efficient at removing particles that are smaller or larger than 0.3 microns. Remember that respirators are selected by the employer based on the hazards present in the workplace to ensure adequate protection is provided to workers. All right, so, so when we're talking about employers here, why would an employer require employees to wear N95 respirators at work? They require an, an employee to wear an N95 respirator, in short, because they completed a workplace hazard assessment and they determined that there was a hazard in their work site that requires personal protective equipment. To complete a work site hazard assessment, an employer would evaluate safety data sheets or SDSs for chemical hazards, material and biological hazards, they would examine particulates like fumes, vapors. Uh, they would examine workplace tasks or processes, reference Alaska Physical Agent data sheets or PADS, which are available on our website, user manuals, OSHA requirements, CDC guidance, industry best practices, and levels of community transmission. ACOSH consultation and training has templates to aid an employer on this process. And ideally, engineering controls, such as improved ventilation, will be feasible. And this circles back to the hierarchy of controls that we talked about earlier. After reviewing hazards and guidance and implementing engineering and administrative controls, the employer then has to ask themselves this question. Based on the workplace hazard assessment, should employees be required to wear respirators? If the answer is yes, select the appropriate respirator for your employees and meet the requirements of OSHA's respiratory protection standard. 
Okay, so there, there really is a process, uh, a, a thorough process here for figuring out what needs to be done, what, what equipment needs to be worn. And obviously we're talking about things that are uh, kind of moved to things that are beyond the pandemic, but they could be hazardous chemicals like you listed and things. So an employer is gonna be selecting N95 respirators for their workers, let's say. What is required by OSHA's respiratory protection standard? You're right that this respiratory protection standard existed long before the pandemic. In short, employers are required to have a written program, provide medical evaluations, fit testing, employee training, and then they need to retain records demonstrating that they met those requirements that I just spoke about. So a written respiratory protection program is required before providing respirators at the work site. We have several templates on our website that employers can download and customize to their site-specific conditions. The employer's site-specific respiratory protection program will provide them detailed guidance, including respirator selection, care, maintenance, use, and storage, and what to do in emergencies. The Respiratory Protection Program also contains guidance for employee training and record keeping and procedures for fit testing and medical evaluations. If an employer has questions after reviewing the sample templates on our website, they can contact us for help. Our services are free and confidential. I always like free and confidential. Those are two great things. And you just talked about just a host of wonderful resources on your website. We'll make sure a link to your website is in the description of this podcast. So if you're listening and you want to check that out, um, just go to the description. You'll see a link there. Now, I'm interested in uh, if you could tell me a little bit more about the medical evaluations and fit testing. Yeah, that's actually a really important part of the respiratory protection standard the meat and potatoes, if you will. So all employees who are required to wear respirators must be medically evaluated before using the respirator. After that, they have to be re-evaluated at least on an annual basis. And then if they have any major changes that would affect the fit of the respirator, these changes could include extreme weight gain or loss, changes in facial features that could be you had some kind of major dental procedure or if there are any major changes to their health. The medical evaluation questionnaire is protected information between the employee and the medical provider. And this ensures that the employee can wear the respirator safely. And an N95 fit test may be either qualitative or quantitative, and it's specific for each employee. It ensures the employee can wear the respirator that was selected and that the N95 has an adequate seal on that employee. The respirator seal is crucial because it determines whether there's any leakage around the edges of the respirator. And it also confirms that the air the employee breathes in is directed through the filter media. Okay, so, so let's say a hazard assessment was completed and I'm a business owner and I've determined that my employees don't need to wear N95 respirators, but my employees still want to wear them. What do I need to do to make sure I'm complying with the uh, respiratory protection program requirements? An employer may provide N95 respirators at the request of employees 
or permit employees to use their own N95 respirators, as long as it won't create a hazard. So that is when employers are required to share Appendix D in the Respiratory Protection Standard to inform workers. It provides workers information on NIOSH-approved respirator selection, where to find instructions, use and limitations of the N95 respirator, and ensures the respirator doesn't become a hazard in of itself. On the ACOSH consultation and training website is a sample Appendix D that employers can use. Workers who are interested in voluntary N95 use can then review and sign the Appendix D document. And we recommend that employers keep these signed Appendix Ds as part of their records retention program. Okay, so let's take the opposite situation. Let's say I'm a business owner, I did the hazard assessment, and I determined that N95 respirators are necessary, but my workers don't want to wear N95 respirators. What do I do then? Ultimately, if PPE is required in the workplace, the employer is responsible for ensuring it's worn correctly and consistently. Employers must protect workers from all recognized hazards in their workplace. But remember that comfortable PPE is worn PPE. There isn't one type or one manufacturer of N95 respirators. We recommend offering your employees a variety to choose from. Worker buy-in is essential to a strong safety and health program. We always encourage employers to include workers in safety and health decision-making because they're directly affected by those decisions. Remember to fit test any newly selected respirators. Okay. You know, and, and one of the things that is unfortunately accompanying the pandemic these days is supply shortages. So what happens if, well, if I can't get an N95 respirator, another one I've heard about is a KN95. Is, what about those? Are those appropriate to use? Yeah, you're right that we're still struggling with supply chain shortages. However, N95 respirators are more available now than in the previous two years. And to meet OSHA's respiratory protection standard, that is to protect workers from identified workplace hazards, employers must select NIOSH approved respirators. However, employees may choose to wear KN95s for voluntary protection. And this cycles back to the Appendix D that we discussed earlier. So we can think of NIOSH as the scientific testing arm of OSHA. Uh, one of its functions is to validate and inspect N95 respirators to ensure that they perform in the manner that the manufacturer states. All NIOSH approved respirators have testing and certification approval numbers printed on the respirators themselves. So if you look at a respirator, you might see uh, TC84A7501. Uh, you, you can then take that information and find approved respirator models on a webpage, NIOSH approved particulate filtering face piece respirators. And if you're looking for other types of respirators, you can reference NIOSH's certified equipment list. And these are links that we will be providing uh, as well. What's important about this NIOSH process is that it provides assurances that the masks work as intended. And this is not something that is performed for the KN95s. Okay, all right, that's good to know. So the KN95s, although they're, 
they're only one letter off. There, there's a big difference there. They're, they're, they don't have that level of protection, and they're not, wouldn't be in compliance if they were using that. Uh, they need to use those N95s. Okay, I don't know if this is a silly question or not, but do respirators ever expire? So you're right that those NIOSH-approved filtering-based respirators are important, but um, NIOSH doesn't require approved N95 filtering-based respirators to be marked with an expiration date. However, some models have some have expiration dates on the box. If the respirator has an expiration date, you should refer to the manufacturer's instructions. Also, defer to the manufacturer for specific guidance on time frames of use. Many N95 instructions tell the user to replace the respirator when the breathing resistance becomes excessive due to dust or missed loading or after a maximum of eight hours. Remember that N95 respirators are intended for single use only. Okay, and, and how, how do I care for those N95 respirators to keep them uh, functioning as, as well as possible? That's a great question because you want them to function as their intended use. To care for N95 respirators, you want to store them in a way that prevents them from getting damaged or contaminated. So they should be stored away from extreme temperatures, excessive moisture, dust, sunlight, or any chemical or biological exposures. Make sure that the boxes containing multiple N95 respirators are closed after removing one from the box. When we go to a work site and we inspect it, this is a common hazard that we will find. Any filtering face piece respirators like N95s are designed for single use only. Gina was mentioning that eight hour time interval. After you've ellipsed that, uh, we recommend disposing them after that use. Okay. All right. Well, this has been really fantastic. Uh, so much information, and I feel like I have really you've helped me connect the dots between uh, a lot of the uh, the information that's been out there and kind of put it all together. One of the things that I always am amazed at when I talk to you both is the great services that come out of um, consultation and training. Uh, you mentioned a lot of them here. But I thought, you know, could you kind of summarize what consultation and training can do for a workplace? We provide free and confidential consultations and training to small businesses in Alaska. During our on-site visits, we can survey the workplace for hazards, resolve questions, or review programs. The employer guides the visit and may end it at any time. ACOSH, CMT provides an individualized and confidential report for the employer. The only costs is that employers must correct any hazards and correspond with a cost consultation and training on how those hazards were corrected. If you're interested in consultation and training, a link to our website will be included in the details section of this podcast. Yeah, fantastic. We'll make sure that link is in there. Well, this has been just super informative. Thank you both so much uh, for joining me. So, and thank you out there for listening in and joining us. This has been the Alaska Department of Labor and Workforce Development Podcast. Thank you, Gene and Heather, for talking about the masks and the respirators. And thank you listeners for joining us. We hope you found the show informative and that you'll join us for our next podcast.